Taylor Bagley, we are starting off with some conversations on Walmart. Uh, so, obviously, when we think of the biggest e-commerce players out there, mm -hmm. and you think of, uh, you know, where can I find a marketplace mm -hmm. for uh, a variety of different products? First thing that comes to mind is probably Amazon. Amazon is the e-commerce marketplace. Walmart is wanting to compete with Amazon on that level, and they're right. going to do this in two updated ways. And these are both very fresh stories. So first one is that Walmart is launching a fulfillment service to compete with Amazon on the logistics and third-party vendor network side. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're launching this new service for third-party vendors to use the Walmart infrastructure to store, pack, and ship their items. Mm -hmm. uh, Walmart's marketplace would basically showcase these items and Walmart would handle the logistics of sending them off. Uh, this launches on Tuesday the 3rd of March. Um, for sellers to participate, they're going to pay a fee, uh, but this should drive profitability for smaller third-party vendors, at least that's what they're saying, um, and it'll basically remove some of the stress of logistics mm -hmm. uh, that can come with a small player trying to figure out, how am I going to ship this? Who am I going to partner with to get my product on an e-commerce marketplace? So they're basically building a third-party network mm -hmm. so that they can take in some money from these third-party vendors, but then also, uh, you know, it, it basically create a competing network to go up against Amazon. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts right off the top? Well, I think something to consider when you're looking at, at two massive retail giants that have um, vastly different models uh, is, is to just, you know, kind of look really basically at what their assets are. Um, you know, obviously, Amazon has created a uh, ginormous reach and ability to get products to consumers. Um, that comes through, uh, you know, their warehouse fulfillment, their ability to, um, you know, quickly deliver. But when you look at, at Walmart, you know, this is a, a traditional retail space that, you know, you you really have just real estate as kind of your, your biggest asset playing for you. Um, and they have it everywhere. So I, I think it's really interesting to see them figure out how to redesign what they've established over the past few decades, which is essentially creating, um, you know, a, a store in every hometown, you know, and every small little city has a, a, a Walmart kind of connecting a um, really a logistical network that yeah. something like Amazon hasn't uh, been able to put together. Um, which, which I do think, you know, obviously plays hand in hand. The, they're not new to the space of e-commerce. Right. Um, what they're really trying to do is figure out how to, one, make this a model that's going to be profitable and make this a model that's going to be able to, uh, you know, compete with somebody like Amazon who was built this way from the ground up. Totally. Um, so I think, you know, what, well, what does that mean for them? Does, does that mean that they're going to need to invest in uh, fleets and the, the logistics of shipping and delivery? Um, does that mean that they're going to focus more on, uh, you know, localization or even the technology to uh, identify where they need to house their products and uh, where they're going to need to, to put those? So um, I think those are all questions that are up in the air right now. I think that that's where we're going to see kind of uh, the the direction that they had is, is where they 
they're going to invest um, their their focus and their their money into and in helping them grow this side of the business. Um, but you know, realistically, it's you know we know Walmart as being kind of that that low cost um, you know big box retailer of just goods in general, similar to Amazon, and and they really want to continue to be the lowest price resource for that. Um, so you know, well, it'll be interesting to see how they they manage to pull that off. Yeah, and I mean, I think some other takeaways are um, you know this creates a new level of responsibility for Walmart um, that you know they need to now really value the branding and the experience behind shopping right. with Walmart and being a Walmart partner. Right. Um, because these third-party vendors, though the logistics of shipping their um, contents on any kind of e-commerce platform might be a headache. Right at least they have some oversight over packaging or mm -hmm. branding. And when you have a, th a third party behemoth like Walmart now handling that, mm -hmm. um, there's probably a little bit of that uh, branding and marketing nuance that you lose, maybe, maybe. Um, but I, I would assume that it, it's not like everything is just going to have Walmart packaging slapped on it. So it's more of a, how can I guarantee right. that my product is going to make it from point A to point B intact with our, you know, with our branding specifications, um, with, you know, the, the experience of receiving mm -hmm. our, you know, product uh, as a, a small business. That is now important for Walmart to keep in mind. Um yeah, and, and I, I like that you really brought up the idea of um, the user experience, kind of how how that customer is going to interact with the um, the actual retailer itself. Um, you know, currently and, and, you know, really for, for our entire lives, the default has been, you know, we, we physically go to these geographic locations and, uh, you know, purchase our goods, bring them home. Um, we're, we're seeing that precipice of, of that, shift in uh, us focusing more on online purchasing um, that that kind of especially those things that Walmart provides that you're continuously buying um, you know automating those through things like Amazon I think is becoming a little bit more uh, commonplace so I think that opens up the ability for the retail, space itself to become something different to become something yeah. new where the 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 default way to shop at, at some point is going to be online is going to be um you know this digital transaction from your home where now Walmart is positioned to leverage this space where maybe they can have a more tailored customer experience they can have a more tailored uh marketing uh experience um and something in their physical locations uh, that make those more of a destination. Um, however, you know their their business model is is you know obviously lean and efficiency that that kind of allows them to to have this um, lower price point. Um, I, I think we might see a shift in maybe a more tailored and you know maybe a, a little more robust customer experience in their stores if they want to continue down the route of, you know, keeping that as, as really the forefront of their business model. Because, you know, we've obviously seen retail giants struggle here in the last few years who haven't been able to adapt those spaces into um, just kind of uh, this functional retail experience yeah. to an actual destination that people want to go to. Totally. Yeah, yeah well, uh, another change in Walmart, just to, to wrap up this Walmart part of the show, uh, 
they are stepping up their e-commerce game as well from an internal kind of consolidation mm-hmm. perspective or approach. So they are uh, basically doing some internal consolidation to create more consistency between their in-store and their online presence. And the pricing between the two areas can sometimes be a little sporadic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you might go in-store and see a slightly different price than what you might see online. Mm-hmm. That is something that they're trying to eliminate. Mm-hmm. So that the in-store experience, I think, begins to feel more like an extension of the e-commerce experience. Mm-hmm. And clearly with this third-party vendor logistics fulfillment service, I think they're trying to grow that presence to be a competing force against Amazon for if you need something, whatever it might be, you can go to walmart.com and you can find a variety of things on there. And so internally, they are uh, combining their big box buying team and their e-commerce buying team Mm -hmm. under some new co-leadership. They throw out some customer-centric reasoning um, saying that this will better integrate the company and will benefit customers. And this is according to a memo from Mark Lohr and John Ferner, who are the new co-execs for this team. Um, so this will split the buying teams. Instead of e-commerce and big box retail buying team, mm-hmm. it's going to be split into different sections. So it'll be apparel, consumables, entertainment, food, hard lines, and home. Um, so some takeaways from this is basically you know, Walmart saw e-commerce growth for themselves, about a 37% growth this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still costly for them, and it's not profitable at right. all. Right. So what is the goal of expanding their e-commerce presence? Really... I think it's a similar goal that we see with Amazon is that Mm -hmm. Amazon is not really trying to be that profitable with their um, e-commerce platform. Really, what they're trying to do is lower costs and push out competition. And so when you eliminate the competition, you become the only Mm -hmm. affordable house for these products. And so then you don't need to be profitable with it because you're pushing out the competition and then you can subsidize the losses right. on that e-commerce platform with like Amazon Web Services, their cloud services, Amazon Prime, all that stuff that's now tangential mm-hmm. becomes their main profit driver. So I feel like Walmart probably is feeling that pressure right. and they don't want to get pushed out in any capacity. They want right. to do the pushing. Um, they've kind of, you know, Walmart has done that to Main Street America, whether yep. we like it or not. Yep. Um, and now I think they're wanting to bring that same energy to e-commerce. Um, if you have any stake in Walmart, that's probably, you know, an exciting thing. Um, but what does this mean for other smaller platforms? If anything, I think they're trying to combat that a little bit with the fulfillment services platform. Right. You know, okay, yeah, if we're going to be pushing out competition, let's at least create a platform where other third-party vendors can come and put their product um, so that we retain that traffic. But, um, you know, we look like we're, you know, at least giving other people a chance to sell their product. So we'll see how this plays out. But it seems like they're basically following an Amazon model here, and they're trying to become another Amazon. And, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, if anyone has the infrastructure, it's going to be Walmart. Exactly. And to, just to wrap that up, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they plan to do that while also maintaining this, uh, you know, low cost, you know, very, very uh, uh, kind of this brand that they've built about uh, value. Uh-huh. Um, Amazon doesn't have that to protect. They can allow their, their third party sellers to, you know, name those those prices and, and kind of really structure how they want to sell things. And uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how walmart tries to integrate some of those third parties with what their brand tries to offer the market as a whole totally 
This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com industries.